This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. So you're ready for some word? Okay, let's open up in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for your word tonight, Lord. Father, we came here together. We worshiped the Lord. We've greeted one another. We've loved on one another. We've rejoiced together over things. And so, Father, now we're going to break your word, break your bread together, your word. And, Father, I thank you, Lord, that we have listening ears, that we have eyes that see, ears that hear. We have a heart that receives and understands. And, Lord, we give you all the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So, the title of tonight's message is Give Thanks with a Grateful Heart. Give Thanks with a Grateful Heart. Open up your Bibles to Psalm 100. Yeah, I'm in the New King James tonight. Psalms 100. Verse 4 and 5 says this. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. You know, how do you, how do you come into God's presence? Do you come in with, you know, you know, like Pastor Pastor says, uh, my name's Jimmy. I'll take all you can give me. I mean, you go in with your shopping list. Is God your, you know, your source that you? That's all you ever want from Him is gimme, gimme, gimme. What can He do for me? Do you, is that the kind of person that you are when it comes to, you know, fellowshipping with the Lord? Or when you come into His presence, are you thankful? Being thankful goes a long, long ways, and we're going to see that in a minute through a biblical account. Being thankful, being grateful. You know, and not, that not only pertains to us and our relationship with our Heavenly Father, but it pertains to our relationship with everybody in our family. You know, I mean, Pastor, sometimes um, I get a little annoyed at him because he's always saying, oh, thank you for doing this for me. Thank you for doing that for me. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm thinking, it's okay, you know, it's my job. You know, but at the same time, I suppose if he didn't thank me for stuff, that would irritate me as well, you know what I'm saying? But he's always thanking me for stuff. So husbands and wife, you know, thank each other for stuff. Dads, moms, you know, your kids, when your kids do something for you, thank them. When somebody blesses you with something, write them a thank you note, handwritten, handwritten. Don't text it. Don't type it. Don't email it. Go to the Dollar Tree, get yourself some dollar pack of eight for a dollar. American greeting cards for a dollar. Yeah. And you write them a thank you note and you thank them and you uh, put their address on it and you mail it to them. It goes a long ways. It really does. You know, uh, a lot of times being thankful and grateful in the social area, you know, etiquette um, has fallen through the wayside. People don't know how to write thank you notes. It's very simple. Dear John, thank you so much. Dear Dave McNeil. Thank you so much for the wheels that you bought for my piano that weighs a couple thousand pounds. Thank you so much for gathering all those guys together, putting it on that truck and delivering it to my house. I really appreciate it. I mean, just like you're talking to him, you know, that's how you that's how you do things like that. But I remember my my mom, (laughs) my mother was an awesome lady. Right, boys? 
she was she lived to be 95 years old of sound mind and everything and body I and mean, she was checked out I guess she wasn't on any medicine or anything she just was done you know whatever but she always taught us kids how to write thank you notes and she would always expect the children to write thank you notes to her and then I noticed that if they didn't write thank you notes to her she just quit giving to them you know and I'm thinking you know yeah why not you know, you have to have to be thankful your entire life. If your boss does something nice for you, write them a thank you note. If you have employees and they do something good for you, write them a thank you note. Give them a bonus. Give them a gift. Give them a gift card to go out to eat somewhere or something. But be a thankful people, especially with the Lord. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I will enter his courts with praise when you come into his presence. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Amen. That's how we're supposed to come into the presence of the Lord, with a thankful, grateful heart. You know, every day I get up and I set my feet on the floor in that property we have, and I say, Jesus, thank you so much for this place. You know, I just, I'm still, I can't get over it. You know, how many of you have been out to our place? You like it? Pretty nice, huh? I think, man, God, you're just so awesome. I, and, I, and I just, and I'm, I'm never going to tire, get tired of thanking him. You know, and sometimes people talk to pastor and they'll say, why do you keep talking about how God healed you? Why do you keep talking about how God healed your son? Because we're a grateful people. You know, you're in trouble if you stop. If you stop thanking him for, the, you know, blessings like that. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's open up our Bibles again to Luke 17. We're going to talk about some thankful and unthankful people. Mark's, I mean Luke 17. Luke 17. I'm in, starting off in verse 11. Talking about Jesus. Now it happened as he, Jesus, went, in, went to Jerusalem, he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And I'm going to stop there for a minute. So what's the problem? What's the problem of the account here? Leprosy. Yeah, ten guys had leprosy. Um... They see that they see Jesus, the answer. They see the answer and they cry out to him. Jesus, have mercy. Don't you think uh, leprosy is a pretty bad disease? I mean, really, if you're not familiar with it, the body eats itself away like uh, people will be missing noses or, or ears or fingers or, you know, it's just a horrible disease and it's very contagious. Um, and so usually... Lepers, they separate them from the general population. Now, we don't um, hear too much about that, you know, I mean that nowadays, but um, I found out that there's 200,000 cases of leprosy every year, new cases every year, mainly in India. So I don't know why it's India, but they have to separate these people into what they call leper colonies. In fact, one of the Hawaiian islands, it's called uh, 
Malachi, Hawaiian island is, is called the leper island. That's where back in the day they sent lepers to this island in Hawaii. Did you know that Hawaii had a leper, leprosy island? Yeah. So, you know, if people, uh, you know, they're separated, you know, isolated. Um, back in the day, like Jesus' day, they had no health insurance. They had no welfare. You know, the dad of the house, he gets leprosy. He's sent away. Well, what, what, what's going to happen to the wife and the kids? You know, didn't have any birth control either. So, I mean, you know, how many kids do they have apiece? Twelve? I mean, I don't know. You know, they had a lot of children and stuff like that. So who's going to take care of them? So leprosy was a very, very bad thing. So not only did these ten lepers have the disease, but they had the economic conditions that went along with not being able to work, not being able to provide for their families, you know, and things like that. So it wasn't a very good thing at all for them to have. So in verse 14... You know, they cried out, have mercy on us, Jesus. Verse 14 says, so when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And so back in the day, if you had, if you wanted to go back into society, you had to go show the priest that you were healed. And he was the, he was the person, I mean, you didn't go to the government or whatever. You went to the priest and he would say, yeah, you're healed. You can go back into society, you know, go take your job back, go home, you know, your family, whatever. So they had to go show themselves to the priest. And it says, and so it was as they went, they were cleansed. So as they were on their way to see the priest after Jesus had, had, you know, just they just said, have mercy on us. And he just said, you know, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were healed. So a lot of times people come up here for prayer and uh, they may not feel a thing. You know, how many have ever come up for prayer and you're sick and you don't feel any better when you leave? But it has nothing to do with what you feel or what you don't feel. It has to do with what kind of faith have you got that Jesus is healing you, you know? So you get that faith from the Word of God. And when does the healing process begin? As soon as, like, pastor whatever lays hands on you, if you're coming up for that. You know, that's when the healing process begins. And it's like when you go to the doctor and you get a penicillin shot. Anybody ever have a penicillin shot? I used to get them all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anybody ever get one of those things? Yeah? You, you youngsters, you young people, you 30-year-olds, you, have, you don't have a clue about life. Good Lord. When you go to the doctor's office and you're 10 or 11 years old and they stick you in the rear end with this big old penicillin, you know, but I tell you what, it does the trick. You get it because you're in the Army, right? <laughs> it does the trick. In fact, uh, I don't know, a few years ago I couldn't get over something, you know, I had. And, and they kept prescribing me these blasted antibiotics they have nowadays. And I said, would you just please give me a penicillin shot? So they did, and I was like, that was it. I was all better. But, you know, like if you go and you have a penicillin shot, the penicillin starts to work right then. You may not feel like, you may not feel that. You know what I'm saying? You may still leave the doctor's office feeling horrible, but like when hands are laid on you and the healing process begins, the same thing when you get a shot, whatever, penicillin shot, you know, that healing process begins then. So it says here that as they left, as they left him and were on their way, the healing process in them began. 
So let's look at verse 15. What's it say? And one of them, there's ten, right? Ten lepers? And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. You know, God doesn't care if you're loud. That's why I like it when people yell and scream in here. He, You know, man, don't be silent about the things of God. This isn't the old Presbyterian church where you have to sit there with your eyes closed and your mouth shut. Man, get loud and rowdy. You know what I'm saying? It's loud and rowdy in heaven. Let's get loud and rowdy. We're practicing down here on earth, right? So we're going to get loud and rowdy. So with a loud voice, he glorified God. And then he fell down on his face at the feet of Jesus. Wow. That's powerful. Giving him thanks. So how many lepers were there? How many came to return and give thanks? One. Wow. And we already talked about how serious leprosy is. Wouldn't you think they'd be thankful? Wouldn't you think they'd be thankful? They've been separated from their families. They haven't been able to, you know, work. They have, you know, their families are doing bad. All this stuff's going on. God only knows what body parts they're missing. And one of them turns back to thank the Lord. I think that's pathetic statistics. I think that's terrible. And the end of verse 16 says, And he was a Samaritan. The one that came back to give thanks to Jesus was a Samaritan. Now, back in those days, the people from Samaria and the, and the Israelites, they didn't get along at all. They didn't get along at all. And so I think a lot of times that the Lord goes out of the way in his words and he tells people, this, this guy was a Samaritan. He does that a lot. You've heard of, of, about the good Samaritan? You know, it was the Samaritan, the, the enemy of Israel, that came by and helped the, beg, the beggar, I mean, the man that was traveling and got beat up and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't the priest. It wasn't the, you know, the, the other guys. It was the enemy of Israel, that guy that came and, and wound up the, the wounds of the, of the man and took him to the quote-unquote hotel and told the owner, he says, take care of him, I'll, I'll pay you the bill when I get back on my way through. Paid his hotel bill, whatever it was, you know. Made sure that he was physically okay. It was a Samaritan guy. Well, the guy that came and gave thanks was a Samaritan. He wasn't an Israelite. He was a Samaritan. But he's the one that came back to give thanks to Jesus. Isn't that interesting? Wow. So, let me keep reading in verse 17. So Jesus answered and said, see, he noticed this. He notices if we're thankful or not. Jesus said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner, the Samaritan? And he said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you. New King James says, well. King James says, whole. Your faith has made you whole because he was thankful. So the nine guys that got healed... They weren't made whole. If they were missing a nose, they, I mean, the, 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 the sickness stopped. The leprosy stopped. But if they were missing a nose, they were still missing a nose. 
If they were missing an ear, they were still missing an ear, but the leprosy stopped. Now the Samaritan who came back to thank Jesus, the word says he was made whole. So that word whole right there is from the Greek word sozo. Sozo means this. This is so cool. It does mean to save. It means to deliver. It means to protect. It means to heal, to preserve, to do well. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. So is there power for us, word, if we're a thankful people? Hallelujah. Praise God. That's <laughs> so cool. So how important is being grateful and thankful? Do you think God's power can work stronger with a thankful, grateful heart? I think so. In the atmosphere here at church, do you think it would help if, if all of you were thankful? You know, I started to notice this problem of unthankfulness on a Sunday night when the little kids go. If you, how many have never been to a Sunday night service here? Never been to a Sunday night. Everybody's been to a Sunday night? Cool. Good. Well, then you get to experience the junior ushers and all that and all the little kids in the service. Well, usually on Sunday night, you know, hardly any adults come up for prayer, but it's all these little folks come up for prayer for their boo-boos and all that kind of stuff. Well, I noticed this about the children. Oh, pray for my this or my that or something else. But they never thank the Lord. They just turn around and leave. They just turn around. You notice that? They just turn around and they just go back to their seats. And I got to thinking about that. I thought, oh, I'm going to write a, a little lesson for the kids on this lesson, their level, on how to be thankful. So then I got to thinking, well, you know, probably a lot of the adults, they come up for prayer. And they walk back to their seats and they never bother to thank the Lord. You know, you came to Jesus like, you know, the lepers did. They saw Jesus. They saw the answer. You know, you come up to the altar for prayer. You see Jesus, you know, you see the answer. But are you thanking him for the answer? You know, whether you see it in the natural or not, if you come up here, you know, and you want prayer about a new job, you don't have that job yet. But are you thankful that you know that you're getting that job? Or whatever else it is, you know? Man, you've got to be a thankful people. So I thought, you know, people just need to remain at the altar for a while and just thank the Lord and worship Him for a while when they come up for prayer. You know, and I'm not saying clog up the altar area, but hey, you know why we have such a big area here? That's, that's on purpose, you know. That's so you can all come up here. You can go over there and just worship the Lord for a while or go back to your seat and just worship the Lord and thank Him. Thank Him. Don't be a greedy, greedy people. I'm serious. The problem with some people is I'm trying to say this in a nice way, which you boys know is hard for me to do. <laughs> I just say it. <laughs> then I get to hear about it afterwards. 
Okay. <laughs> you didn't say that nice enough. I'm like, I can't help it. You know, this is how I talk. Okay. Some people in society, I call it a welfare mentality. They think the entire nation owes them everything. I got really ticked off one day with with somebody because they told me they went and they got a certain phone for free, you know. Made me mad. I said, you mean to tell me they're giving away phones down there? (laughs) I thought, I can't believe it. If you want a phone, you get yourself a job and work for your daggum phone. I, I work for my, you know what I'm saying? A phone. So then, so then when the phones run out, then the people who got the phone, they get really irate and really mad. You owe me a phone. Have you ever seen people like that? So they get this welfare mentality. You owe me food. You owe me a house over my, a roof over my head. You owe me this. You owe me that. You owe me my free phone. You know, but they don't want to work. You know, God has an answer. I mean, you know, if somebody's, somebody's, physically unable to work, you know, hey, help them. You know what I'm saying? But God has a wonderful answer for all this stuff. It's real simple. You don't work, you don't eat. You don't work, you don't get a daggum phone for nothing. Okay, I said that. Now you guys can tell me later how I shouldn't have said that in the service. And then they won't put it on the internet either, or whatever you call that thing. No, we can't put that on the internet. Okay. That's okay. You guys got to hear it for free. <laughs> okay. All right. So where am I? Yeah. Okay. Look up Hebrews 13, verse 5. Joseph, I grew up an army brat. My father was a sergeant in the army. That's where I get my stuff from. <laughs> he didn't he didn't beat around the bush. He just came to the point. Okay. <laughs> That's why I love Dr. Barkley cuz he doesn't beat around the bush either, you know. <laughs> Hebrews 13, verse 15. What does it say? Let's see. Ah. Hebrews 13:15 Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks unto his name You know what a sacrifice of praise is anybody know When you don't feel like praising him when you don't feel like thanking him when you're just in a lousy mood and you don't want to do anything a sacrifice of praise is when you tell yourself, shut up, you know, tell your flesh to shut up. I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord. And you take the ascendancy and you just, and you do that. You will praise the Lord. You will give Him thanksgiving. That's a sacrifice. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's look at Colossians 3.15. And actually, we're going to get done a little early today. Colossians, you might even get out of service on time for a change. Boy, won't that be amazing. Hallelujah. You know what, y'all, to really be thankful for this church Wednesday night. 
I was talking to somebody that goes to another church somewhere else, not in town. That pastor preaches for like an hour and 40 minutes on a Wednesday night. And I'm thinking, that's terrible. I'm sorry, but that's terrible. We go for like an hour. Maybe we go 10 minutes over sometimes. You guys got to get up and go to work. Your kids got to get up and go to school. You know, I think, good Lord, if I could get away with writing that guy a letter, I'd do it. But the postmark would say Barstow. Okay. <laughs> okay, Colossians 3.15. <laughs> oh, boy. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body. And what? Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Hallelujah. We're going to do a little exercise right now. (laughs) I'm going to quit laughing at me. (laughs) This is the exercise. Stand up, please. Okay. <laughs> okay, now turn around. Well, no, well, well, you can't do that because then you guys will be looking at the back wall. Okay, this is what I want you to do. Joshy, you can come up and play a tune if you'd like. The rest of you, I want you to go find two or three people in this congregation and you thank them for something they've done for you. Go ahead and go. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.